talking about how people like go to Sandals and like wait for people who are staying at the Sandals Resort to like finish eating dinner and then sit down at their table before their bust and they're like, look at this lovely meal we just had. Or like oh. go to the beach and like in the in the prude section and so they can wear their swimsuits and like take pictures and like carefully make sure there aren't naked people in the background. So it's a smoke and mirror swimsuit situation. That's really wild. That's so weird. Isn't that funny? Like why? Like if I'm going and spending a shit ton of money at a place exclusively to have sex with other people, I still want to eat good food and have nice yeah. drinks. I shouldn't like well, reach off of they, sandals. I think that they, this. well, no, no, they don't like eat at sandals. They're just going to a, like a place that is not full of naked people because if you take pictures. So it's like a nudist thing too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. That's something. Oh, hey guys. Hello. How you doing? And welcome to Categorical Oracle. You like that musical approach? <laughs> it's a little punchy. I don't know. Oh, are you asking me honestly? Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, well, thank you. you. You stared at me like you hated it for oh. a second. I was like, I was giggling. No. Yeah, that's why. I like it. No, no, no. Uh, no, sorry. Well, thank you. The long stare. Resting with her face. <laughs> Honest feedback. I love it. Uh, anyway, welcome. Uh, my, my egotistical needs aside, welcome to Categorical Oracle. I'm Mary. <laughs> I'm here. Hey. Uh, welcome to... <laughs> the podcast where three librarians, uh, three librarians give uh, neglected topics to organizational do. I'm Andrew, and Mary's here, as you've already picked up. Yep. Uh, who else is here today? I'm here. Hey, Kelly. Kelly. Uh, welcome, guys. How uh, how are you doing today? Good. No, definitely the reason not the same day we recorded yeah, the last episode. Definitely not the oh, We're doing very well. Yeah. I like. I like your musical approach, but every time you start with the oh, I always think you're saying uh, yeah. oh hello, and yeah. then I feel like you have to like pull it out last minute. So I was wondering if that's what you were doing. You know, I think honestly, I just must have just internalized that enough to to not even realize I was stealing someone else's uh, <laughs> comedic material. Oi. Yikes. Oh, man, isn't that what they all say when they steal the... I didn't even realize that joke was stolen. Oh, I didn't realize I it. thought it was I was so clever. Yeah. No, no, no. Just, uh, well, thank goodness you didn't do that and so just went into a song. Yeah. yeah. It's like I had to pivot. Like I, it's like I tripped, but I fell and landed gracefully. Or you didn't even trip. You were just doing something different, and I thought you were tripping. But actually, yeah. you were just... You're just walking normally. Doing a dance. Oh, yeah. I just have a weird walk, okay? Don't... He was just don't. skipping instead of walking. You were actually just crumping. <laughs> Nice. Um, well, anyway, guys, welcome to a Categorical Oracle. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, um, oh, I was thanking you. I thought you were welcoming me. No, I was. No. <laughs> but also, thank you, listeners, for showing up and uh, taking the time to join us. What are we doing today? Uh, today, we're picking up where we left off last uh, last episode with Pure Moods Part 2, that fantastic New Agey compilation CD, the commercial to which... Uh, w- w- was was an iconic note in our chart. Let's let's actually let's touch down on that one more time. Direct from Europe, this multi-platinum collection has won the hearts of millions. Set adrift with the timeless pleasures of tubular bells, or take a trip into the unknown with the X Files theme. No other collection gives you the feeling of pure moods. All right, so uh, now that we've now that we've experienced that uh, again, memory, again, um, let's uh, touch on a few quick facts. Uh, so we're so we're of course doing uh, the the 1997 uh, re-release version, not the original 1994 release, because as far as I can tell, the version being advertised in that commercial is the 1997 re-release. Um, and yeah, we did part one last time. Check it out if you didn't. You'll. Uh, be missing some information if you don't <laughs> and also we need the listens so check it out um so let's go ahead and get into it since uh did a bit of banter last time let's uh let's 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 uh crack this list open so we're starting uh we're starting again we did part one last time tracks one through eight we're starting this time with tracks nine through the rest of them uh <laughs> 17 i believe and uh yeah the first of those is this uh the first of those this time around is uh crockett's theme by jan hammer Guys, let me pose a question to you. Is this an exciting song? Because I can't tell. <laughs> I, I, I I liked it. 
It's the most relaxing, exciting song I've ever yeah, heard. It's, yeah, it's 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 got an edge. It's like the but kind it's of very soft. It's the level of effort one could do in a warm climate. It's, it's what you listen to when you're driving with the top down uh, on Lake Drive. But it's actually still a little cold out, so mm-hmm. you're like cold, but you're not going to admit it because the sun's out. It's a, you think of a solemn guy whose job is to stop people from engaging in vice in the city of Miami, which must be kind of a bummer job. Songs to bunch your blazer up to. <laughs> it's for weather to expose a wrist. Yeah. Have you heard this song before? I must have at some point, but nothing, not in a way I mean, that maybe... I've seen episodes of Miami Vice, so I assume yeah. so. And you saw Crockett in it, so presumably they played I, it, but... Like, this was just all new to me, if, yeah. I, if I'm if i very honest yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall... I mean, I'm, it's, it's in the back in my memory somewhere, but I've never... I, never, I don't never, recognize never, it like yeah. I recognize the, the X-Files thing. No, yes, I've no. never intentionally listened to this song until this, you are, uh, until this episode. You didn't search it out? Interesting. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's very new, and I guess... Um, it feels like a departure for this album, too. Yeah. Did you guys feel that way? Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a soundtrack, so that's very thematically on brand. Yeah, it makes but, sense. Uh, yes, probably quite inexpensive to option for this compilation. But also really funny to consider, because I think, um, obviously, the way we've broken this CD up is not um, reflective of the actual CD itself. Well, we've just cleft it in twain. Yeah, we need to yeah. split it into two for, to make it uh, switch over two episodes. You had to flip over the tape. Yeah, it, I imagine if this was on tape, this is where it, this would be a good flipping point. Um, it, it, it sets an interesting precedent, though, because everything that comes after it is, frankly, quite dull. Well, it's definitely the instrumental period of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, there's, of not, this. A, there's not quite a, a bit word of instrumental. to be found for a few That's more tracks. That's not even what I'm getting at. Yeah. I feel like this is quite masculine compared to what's come before. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's a weird <clears throat> departure. I feel like this is, like, for dads coming home to, like, relax in a chair and watch Miami Vice. So mom's been listening to this all day. She times it such that when dad comes home, in this very conventional, traditional American yes. nuclear family um, from the 90s, that he gets to he gets to enjoy it a little bit, but then we go right back to mom. Though actually... Kind mm, of. There, this, is, this whole second half feels a little bit more uh, masculine to me, but this definitely felt more masculine to me. So... I, can I get to go right please, into my categories? Please, please. So it. I uh, borrowed something from the brilliant Dara O'Brien and called it something for the dads. For the dads. <laughs> <laughs> something for the dads. That's uh, true. Also, it could be for the teens because, you know, Miami Vice was some hot shit in 1994. Probably not, <laughs> actually. The, no. <laughs> and also, this was part of the now 40-year-olds. Yeah, I think this you is mean. now 90, 97. So. Is this, is this, is this like you're like, theme song to Darvin Gregg. I don't know oh, how that yeah. comes up. Like, <laughs> thing it's kind of out of date. They might have been popular at one point, but it's like total bullshit now. You're like, Stinky oh. Cat is on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Smelly Smelly cat. cat. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, Smelly Cat. God, yeah, I love that. I love the idea of like just taking like a slightly out of date theme song for a TV show that was probably not like maybe... Let's assume this is some. This CD was purchased by someone who's like a young parent in their thirties, maybe forties, and you remember this song from when you were slightly younger, but still very much an adult on this TV show that was kind of cool, but really made for people younger than you. It's, That's um, what's happening. It's for very fresh nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> barely, bare, just, just, just nostalgia. A whiff, a, sort of a whisper, a whisper of nostalgia. Sort of a. Do you really want to know of mm-hmm. nostalgia? Mm. Um, so I went with uh, I actually went back to uh, I touched down on a category uh, from last episode too um, because this is again Jan Hammer was again a very famous uh, synthesis uh, again my, one of my favorite new terms I've synther synther synthesizerer um, and did a lot of soundtrack work um, and I think this this song does stand out in that it is also like there's a lot of synthesizer on this but it's very it felt very similar to Oxygen a bit in some ways, the Jean-Michel Jarre song. From our first half. From our first yep. half. Um, so I went with the same category I did that, uh, which is uh, some time for arts and craft work. Hmm. So. Okay. All right. Uh, astute listeners may remember from last episode, I had a category called uh, called the Dick Wolf Cash Register Sound, <laughs> uh, which is basically the sound from Law & Order. Dun, dun. Uh and I picked up on this as a lesser known theme, so I just called it the sound of a jail cell closing. Because <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what that dun-dun is supposed to be. Oh, that's amazing. Is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a stylized jail cell closing. I thought it was like a, like a this is the conclusion. You know, yeah. like, bum, bum, bum. The conclusion, the conclusion I it was, is always jail. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, actually, it's probably <laughs> fair. True, yeah. I did 
so much research on that stupid sound effect. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I wanted like the opposite end of it. It's just a jail cell closing. Just beautiful. What was yours again, Mary? Something for the dads. For the dads. I think this one goes to Kelly because that is that is a it's beautifully nuanced like take it. on that. <laughs> so. All right, guys, moving on swiftly to the next item on our list, the theme from The Mission. The Mission being a uh, film that came out in a year, and I don't have the year written down. Uh, the Jeremy Irons piece about Jesuits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in Argentina. Sure. Yeah. And one guy goes over a waterfall. All right. Let's, that let's was have his a mission. listen. Admittedly, that you know, uh, that was an incredibly gentle song. Uh, your mission is now to relax in a bubble bath. I guess that's what I'm getting out of that. Uh, after you fall off of a waterfall into a bubble bath, scented with lavender. Oh, um, I thought you were saying it was like waterfall scented. scented. I was like, I was like, that's not a thing. And then I was like, oh, Yankee Candle definitely has made it a thing. <laughs> not only Yankee Candle, Bed Bath, Bed Bath, uh, really, Bath and Body Works. Any type of water pond. This pond candle. I don't. Pond, I don't. Pond have smell. Candle. Pond I don't. Have I'm smells. not sure it's that Yankee Candle good. has pond. Well, they should Listen, get on that. Yeah. The minute Yankee Candle makes Milwaukee in springtime smell, I'm gonna. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna send it to all of my enemies. Would <laughs> 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 you like to smell rot? <laughs> yeah. Hey, wet rot. Wet rot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scent of a tiny freshwater ocean full of things. Um. So yes, this this is a theme to a film called The Mission, uh, directed by Roland Jaffe. Jaffe? I'm not sure. Uh, and the Hefe. theme, Hafe, Hoffer. <laughs> um, anyway, the theme itself was composed, orchestrated, and conducted and produced by uh, legendary musician and composer Ennio Morricone, who you might uh, know more from his work on spaghetti westerns. The that's him um, and many other iconic pieces of music from uh, genre films of that nature uh, this is apparently often um, cited as one of his more memorable pieces I've never heard it before and I mm. felt like maybe I'm out of the Morricone loop like there's a whole world go- going on around me that I'm just blind to where people are just really digging into the work of Ennio Morricone I mean I'll yeah. be real I'm not really a soundtrack person so no, maybe that's neither. it I will say I did on the, the I did find a uh, uh, YouTube uh, video of him conducting uh, an orchestra to play the song and the first comment was from a guy who said he was a truck driver in his mid-40s uh, and that this music was proof that the divine exists and Whoa. that's what this is when he's driving around so on trucker speed <laughs> yeah. yeah this is a wild thing to Pop be listening to jackets, when you're driving like, put on the soundtrack to the mission sleepy it's just kind of like classic. Well, it's kind of thing too, where it's like it's also kind of like got very masculine ties because it's like from a what what presumably is a oh, Western E zero women in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is like this is about Jesuits going to convert Argentinian people. Ah. Mm. Um, and the first monk they throw off the waterfall uh, tied to a cross. That's what the poster is. Actually, huh. you can see him. <clears throat> Wee. Uh, but then Jeremy Irons come and he comes and he has an oboe and they love his oboe playing but oh that's right that's what the like the alternate title of this is something oboe Uh, Jeremy's oboe Uh, I don't know this is Jeremy Irons oboe (laughs) the iron oboe (laughs) Um, but then and then they love his playing but then there's like corruption and things and basically it ends with a lot of people dying turns Mm. out it was a bassoon the whole time he was just lying about it it's a big metaphor for the the church the end of it is uh, basically basically it's a conversation between two people who are like well, I mean, Gabriel's just, oboe. This is just how it had to go, and the person being like, "It doesn't have to go this way." I don't know. It was not a huge commercial success. 
Uh, I think it's I think it's hard to to make something like this commercial success. Though. Yeah, this is a very but it's very expensive. Yeah, Passion of the Christ is a commercial success. Just saying. That's easier. I mean, everyone's heard of Jesus. Not many people have heard about Iron Oboes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, it's kind of... I mean, like this is based on something that truly did happen. Yeah. It is, like, based on a uh, historic uh, battle, but it's sort of esoteric. Can hmm. I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Please. Can you think oh, of, or her. of a worst instrument to travel with than an oboe? Yes. A tuba. Double reeded instrument, very very fragile. Oh, mm. fair. Um, a pipe organ. <laughs> I meant like movable. Oh, I mean movable. Okay, well, so a tuba large is pretty good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, a timpani drum. <laughs> <laughs> hard to haul that around, <laughs> but very dramatic. Well, most of them are on wheels. To be fair, <laughs> and they have pedals. You can like break up an engine to that, right? That's how that's how drums work. <laughs> 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 oh man! Or could you think of like a less enchanting instrument? Than <laughs> <laughs> an oboe. Like an oboe isn't the most enchanting sound. A I mean, bee. <laughs> well, this is something that's infinitely portable, but would have been, oh, I think, a very different result. Um, Piccolo. If he weren't, sp- so he's supposed to be Spanish in the film. He's a mm. Spanish Jesuit. Mm. Um, if he were from Scotland to ride for the bagpipe, <laughs> they would like, we're not even trying to go across. You just <laughs> get the old <laughs> evil. <laughs> May your pipes keep you afloat. Yeah. You'd also be a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> trombone um, is what I meant, actually. Trombone. <laughs> he just has a sax. He's like, <laughs> well, they're chasing him around, trying to tie him to a cross, and he's playing yakety sax. Yeah, I think sax is the way to guess. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that oh that tickles me uh, the idea of Jeremy Irons because he has kind of like a sculptural <laughs> face just blowing into a, a cartoon is so funny <laughs> uh, so what did you guys have for categories for this uh, <laughs> this beautiful piece of music I feel like there's like I mean it's technically obviously very good it's beautiful to listen to but there's only so much greatness a theme, a th- yeah, a, a piece of orchestral music for a movie can achieve. It's, yeah. a, it's no Ademus. It's, it's certainly no Ademus. This isn't like an ad, uh, and, and for even, a commercial. This is for a movie. From and not even from like a a artistic merits perspective, but for our particular purposes, there's not a lot to grab onto. I mean, like the yeah. point of this is it's supposed to just be kind of like beautiful and soaring background noise. But it's background. Yeah. Like like I, I watched part of the movie when this music is played and it's like when they're arriving in Argentina and you're like, oh yeah, it's music for men to walk it to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just I I called it Manhattan Clam Chowder. You can definitely like make it well. Yeah. You can make it good. It's never anybody's favorite type of chowder. Yeah. Is that the red kind? Yes. Oh, God, no. Jesus. Yeah. Apparently, there's something called Rhode Island clam chowder, Aww. which is like if you make just a regular... Just of... <laughs> just very small amounts of chowder. It's like if you made um, New England clam chowder, but you didn't add cream. So it's just sort of like chicken noodle soup made with clams. Oh, God. I don't know why that, that sounds, sounds so bad, but it People does. People readily agree that that is the worst, cl- the worst kind of chowder. Rhode Island, what are you doing? But here's the thing. Like They're Manhattan, trying to distinguish like themselves. Like Manhattan chowder, if you're going to have like a, a red a red fish soup, have chipino. Yeah. Way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Way better. True. And if you're going to have a chowder, put cream in it, yeah. you dummy. I feel like you can't. I mean, maybe we don't Yeah, chowder is like a creamy soup. Hot take. They don't agree in Manhattan, but you know where they definitely agree? Boston, where they tried to make it illegal to put tomatoes in clam and call it clam chowder. (laughs) They're like, that's tomato. It's something different. You're just making soup. (laughs) That's how that's how you feel about chili. Kind of yes. Just so you know, yes. No, no, no. I know. Chili has game recognizes game recognizes (laughs) recognizes game. I bow to you, New England. Uh, Uh, I just obviously called this a jail cell closing. It is a theme song. But I've never heard it before. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I um, I went with another one from last time, last episode. Uh, white, iced White Zin on a Sunday, which uh, to remind listeners is a, a play on the idea that this is this is something that's clearly meant to sound sacred, but like 
just kind of isn't. But it, this one is probably a bit more sacred-ish than others because it's related to Jesuits, I guess. But I mean, uh, but yes, it's know, related to a movie that features Jesuits. a character I mean, that is a Jesuit. Sa- Satanists Part One, the last episode was about was definitely related to monks. I mean, monks and were in it. Banging. <laughs> Um, it was real monk Kinky banger. Banging. Kinky banging. Um, so yeah, monk so I went with, um, <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, so my category is uh, instead of going bangers to church, and monks. <laughs> bangers and monks. Uh, so instead of going to church and getting a uh, sacramental wine uh, from a priest type fella, you stay at home, crack open a bottle of whites in, put some ice cubes in a glass, and settle in for a nice Sunday afternoon by yourself with your kids run- running yeah, around you. Exactly. Um, what was yours going to marry? So sorry. Manhattan Club Chowder. I think Mary gets this yeah, one. The, 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 the sheer amount of research into chowders. Is impressive. And the, the illuminating fact about Rhode Island clam chowder, which I find repulsive, frankly, as a concept. Um, thank you. I didn't hate anything on Pure Moods enough to call it Rhode, Al- Rhode no, Island yeah, that's, clam that's, chowder. That's fair. I mean, it, it's not all great, but it's not that bad. But keep listening, <laughs> listeners. One day. <laughs> one day. Something's going to be bad enough. Oh, yeah. Oof, that'd be rough. All right, so hopping on to our next item on this list, the the elegantly titled The Main Title Theme from The Last Emperor, uh, composed by uh, Talking Heads frontman David Byrne. So, um, yeah, the main title theme to the, the award-winning film, uh, The Last, Last Emperor, Emperor, and the, in fact, the, the award-winning award song, song, Best Original Score uh, at the 1987 Academy Awards. And I can see why. It's a really beautiful song. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't have much to say about it. It's, it's lovely. The soundtrack um, is features work by David Byrne and, Ray, <clears throat> and Ryuchi Sakamoto, uh, who, if you don't know, was the member of the iconic synthesizer band Yellow Magic Orchestra. One of the, uh, frankly, I think one of the best bands of the 20th century. It had some Phenomenal. some serious clout. Yeah, and, and in the work he did um, post that band, a lot of which was beautiful soundtracks and sort of beautiful and music was great. So, um, good choice, Pure Moods yeah. compilation compiler. <laughs> I, I, I do feel like it was chosen for like a really weird reason where it's like world music, China, done, 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 yeah. check. This is almost, I will say this is a good song. But Very it's almost, China sounding. Got yeah, that it's, continent, it's, it's done. <laughs> This is too easy of a choice. Like you didn't really like dig into to anything deeper than like the and the the song that won the Academy Award for Best Soundtrack in 1987, um, and was Chinese traditionally Chinese in nature. So yeah, this is world music in a very broad sense. That is a not made by a Chinese person. <laughs> B just meant for popular consumption. Um, and, and like an obvious choice. But yeah, I think I mean like it's a, it's a very safe choice. I'll put it like that. So I retract my congrats. No, no, I'm kidding. That's that's this was probably a good idea for this. A do lot think, of themes. Do though. you think they only chose it because the the second um, artist whose name I I can't remember, Ryuichi Sakamoto? Yes, because he knows what synthesizers are. David Byrne does too. Oh, uh, that's true. I mean, David Byrne, yeah, they, he knows what's so up. So they just picked there them because they're like, it's not a synthesizer, but they know about it. It does feel funny that you have this kind of, this this album is basically mostly work done by Japanese musician Ryuichi Sakamoto, uh, and American they picked musician. the one thing by, by a white one, guy yeah, huh? about Chinese culture. Japanese musician writing a song about Chinese culture from a Scott. Yeah, uh, and then like yeah. Of course, David Byrne. <laughs> Isn't he Scottish? Possibly of origin, but not of uh, not of active birth. He's from New York. Well, he's, he's from America. I think he was born in Scotland. But okay, Maybe. I, <laughs> I tried to make a meal out of that. Did not work. Yeah. yeah. Um, with my with my uh, category, I okay. So you know how sometimes I do categories that are different but connected. This is one of those, mm-hmm. um, and it's entirely because I couldn't land on much on this one except for uh, the David Byrne connection so i called this 
burning down the Laos ellipses. Wait, this is China, fool. As in Laos. Laotian, yes. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Mine is also... Which is very close to China. I know yes. it's different. But hence, hence the category. <laughs> hence, wait, this is China, fool. Because I don't think that pure moods... Knows the difference. Knows the difference. <laughs> they checked it off their list. Asia. Asia done. done. <laughs> Big old check mark. Jinx. Boom. Wow. Uh, I the, did the world. The world. <laughs> I did the same thing. Uh, uh, twist on this category. Uh, so I called it Trixie Mattel in a Headdress. Oh. It is a surprisingly fine song. You see this on on a soundtrack, especially after what we've heard, and you're like, you assume the worst. not going to be good. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's perfectly reasonable, yeah. And Trixie Mattel, of course, is fine in a headdress because she is of, of native, native descent. Oh. I, uh, had a, I think we all touched on a similar Milwaukee theme Milwaukee daughter, Trixie Mattel. That's oh, right. Yes. Um, <laughs> we all touched on a similar theme here. Um, mine, for this, again, going back to my, uh, to re- touch down on my, my overarching category theme was things related to uh, suburban moms from the 90s, the primary target audience for this compilation. <laughs> uh, and I chose as my category for this one, by, <clears throat> excuse me, Buying a globe for the kids. You know, to teach them about culture. You buy kids a globe, they see where China is. That's all they need to know. Similar idea where it's like, yeah, it's Chinese. Get them, get them, some, get them some spare ribs and they're fine. Yeah, exactly. So it's just very broad strokes. Um, I think Mary, I think Mary gets, gets this one, yeah. For the, for the only... It's, burning down the louse. Yeah. Um, for her pun skills alone. I really thought about that one a lot. Because yeah. I was like, is it going to be okay? It isn't China. But then... It all worked out. It's all fine. Loved it. Loved it. It all worked out. All right, guys. Hopping briskly along to the next track. Uh, I Again, I believe the pronunciation is Yeha Noha, wish, parenthetical wishes of happiness and prosperity. So yeah, so uh, yeah, no, huh? uh, wish parenthetical wishes of happiness and prosperity is a song first recorded in or <clears throat> is a song recorded in 1994 by a German musical group uh, called Sacred Spirit. It came out on an album called Chants and Dances of the Native Americans. Now, if you're like me, you're sort of like middle class liberal uh, bells ringing, like oh, this feels kind of appropriate, especially given the. Um, other songs in this playlist that just literally stole music from indigenous people colonially in a colonial fashion. This, however, is a, is a bit of a change of pace. And then instead of uh, going out to uh, uh, an existing recording of some uh, from, from some ethnomusicologist, they actually worked with uh, Nav- the Navajo people. The person singing the song is, in fact, uh, Navajo elder uh, Kichi Jake from Chinle, Arizona. So instead of, so this is the first time we have this sort of situation we have sort of as a part of your song, uh, chants or songs. Well, they work, at least they work directly with them as opposed to being like, this is a recording yeah, from yeah. the 70s. It exactly. must be free. This is the first time. No someone, one's watching this copyright. Literally, which has been such a recurring theme of part one. So I, I was actually kind of impressed by this because this is, um, this is literally just, this is actually doing what you think world music should kind of be doing and that it is exposing people to music of different cultures yeah. in a way that is respectful of those cultures and actually involves them sort of just ripping off their recordings for a quick buck. But bad on so. you, France, for not translating the title at all and simply just calling this album Indians. Oh. <laughs> I mean, great. like, you really could have, it's, it's not a hard title to transit i imagine Dan- oh no i thought, I thought you were like that's of- fine i'm like i don't think it is, <laughs> no. fine. I, don't think it is yeah, fine. I mean literally the germans yeah with chants and dances of the native americans yeah so all around this is a, this is an interesting change of pace because again historically uh european musicians who are making world music to dance to have not been kind to well in the context of this list i don't want to make a broad generalization but, is it but uh good 
I, before we like get into musically? is it or? good musically uh, they also donate uh, money to Native non-profit yes. Native American funds ideologically it seems very it seems solid is this good music is I think this, that's an yeah. interesting one because I think again much like the last couple times the you know the indigenous uh, song itself it's certainly good beautiful uh, lovely the weird techno overlay. The synth on it is oh, awful. So bad. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, and it, it's 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 the strings are kind of okay. Yeah, but it's kind of tragic because again, like you have it doesn't seem to fit. It doesn't totally. fit. It doesn't yeah. fit. It's very strange. It's it's like um, I don't know how to explain it. It sounds like what early girl talk. It's like a bad mashup. Yeah, I would yeah. give you give you a little light racism of, of the people who are making this. Like India, check. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there'd be more sitar on this song, but whatever. <laughs> Ship it out. That's Ship amazing. It. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, again, like, I don't this, think they improved on it at all. They should have just like yeah. The, yeah, sing, I, the singing is quite beautiful. Everything around yeah. the singing is just like totally unnecessary. It feels well. Like. And the thing is that the singing has a lot of character to it. Like the yeah. voice of yeah. the voice of that person has a lot of character. It's interesting in and of itself. But then you just have totally generic. Like strings and it, then like kind of subpar synthesizer work. This is too early for this to have happened, but it's almost like they opened a copy of GarageBand from Apple, took yeah. one of the demos, some demo tracks, and slapped some some like actual singing on top of it. Yeah, it's not great production wise. No, I don't like it. Did anybody um, listen to the rest of this album? Is it like the same? You know, I actually didn't. I couldn't. I didn't uh, either. I kind of mince. I didn't. Yeah, is it all like this, or are there ones that are more straight up, or yes. like, do they have, or is it like a vast? Do they have one that's like Gershwin in the background? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be great. That'd be uh, a wild. Yes. Wait, are they German? All these people are this, German. Yeah, yeah, they're all German. This this group is particularly the so they have, spirit is German. So they have maybe they have like um like a like a a chant, and then in the background you just hear roll out the barrel. <laughs> There's just like poking like crazy in the background. <laughs> There's so many opportunities for for genre mashups here that we're just missing out on. The combine the music of different cultures into sort of a fusion, like with food. I think that if we if we opened a restaurant, it should have a an all you can drink poke blunt brunch, and we would do we'd make a killing. Just people poking and drinking. Yeah, be great. Anyway, um, also don't we, steal that idea. TM. Yeah. <laughs> TM. Also, I think everything should be garnished with a pierogi. Yum. Just for fun. Um, drinks included. Your drinks especially. Yeah. Drinks uh, or maybe everything is garnish. <laughs> you order pierogies garnish with a smaller pierogi. <laughs> yeah, mini pierogi garnish. Uh, <laughs> or a pierogi that's just as big. And, or then you come and yeah. like people ate it and you're like, huh, you ate the garnish. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Not what I would have Really more for just decoration. It's yeah. it's just um, it's just parsley. We were just going to. It's a parsley We were going to rinse pierogi. it off and put on somebody else's plate, but I guess you yeah. wouldn't eat it. Have huh. you ever seen a maniac eat a uh, radish rose? I've been at a restaurant where I saw somebody eat a radish rose. <gasps> a maniac eat a radish rose. <laughs> and I was just like, really? I mean, I have, I have a radish roser, so I've eaten those that I've made myself. Excuse me? We own a radish roser and you yeah. didn't tell me about this? You watched me rose a bunch of radishes oh, once. Oh, yeah. I forgot for sal- about this. For, for <laughs> Valentine's Day salad club, oh, yeah, I got a radish yeah, yeah. roser. <laughs> of course you did. Why aren't we radishing more ro- rosing? Mm. Rosing more Painting radishes. Painting the, ra- the radishes rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I, this is this is an interesting again. Like, uh, it, it's it's it, there's there's a noble intention but bad execution. I would say by this. Yeah, song. it disappointed me a little um, bit. But I, I think generally speaking, I, I chose for my category to fix it on on this sort of uh, shift to a more. Uh, but to actually acknowledging the existence and the autonomy of indigenous peoples, uh, as opposed to the previous versions, the previous instances of, the, of similar tracks on this uh, song. So it took a sort of post-colonial theme. Uh, so for reference, my the theme I have applied in the past in the last episode to songs, sort of auditory colonialism like this was a uh, um, uh, framed baseball jersey in my sewing room. Again, trying to talk about the idea of uh, uh, the, 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 the mom of my narrative here uh, having her space invaded and uh, colonized. So I flipped around this time and uh, decided to go with a category that is uh, wine fridge in your man cave. Oh, like it. I dug back into last episode um, for the other things I found that were weirdly synthy. 
and more generic in such, and call this an um. I obviously called it a Trixie Mattel in a headdress. I think that that is that's the category. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I do think actually. I'm shocked. Um, but yeah, congrats to Kelly. Thanks. Moving on to the next song on this list that also has the word theme from (laughs) in the title. Uh, The theme from Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Not the theme from Twin Peaks, the TV show, no, no, no. The the theme from the follow-up prequel film, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. So Twin Peaks Firewalk with Me came out in 1992. Uh, it is a film directed by David Lynch, of course. And uh, like with most David Lynch-related things, the soundtrack was pro- uh, composed by the composer Angelo Badalamenti, who has done, I think, every, everything that David Lynch ever did, basically, who is the composer, as far as I'm aware, um, such that the two are in, 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 linked firmly in my mind. Um, yeah, so the, the soundtrack also came out um, in... Let's see. In 1992, along with the film, and was kind of um, actually fairly well received. The movie was sort of controversial. The movie is a little bit panned. People, yeah, people did not care for it because they expected it to be an extension of the TV show. But actually, it was basically just like a David Lynch film, kind of based around the TV show. Which I don't a, particularly like Firewalk. Yeah, I, I've never heard anybody who actually liked it, honestly. But people, the soundtrack, however, actually is is usually fairly well acclaimed. I think in 1992, uh, it won. Was nominated for and then received Best Music at the 1992 Saturn Awards uh, and was Best Original Score at the Independent Spirit Awards as well. And in 2011, the British music publication NME, uh, who, uh, if you recall from last episode, previously ragged on Jean-Michel Jarre's Oxygen, uh, actually loved this so much that they declared it was uh, number one on their list of 50 best film soundtracks ever. So um, you can see why. I, I guess in that sense, P- Pure Moods was actually very, uh, very sort of ahead of the time on that because that means I know, but don't you think this was a mistake? <laughs> it kind of feels like it, right? Because yeah. this doesn't feel right, and the theme no. song of Twin Peaks would potentially be more right. In fact, I think that's what's advertised in the hmm. in the ad is the theme mis- from Twin I Peaks. I think it's a mistake. It's really bizarre because the, <laughs> you think yeah. they just like somebody like pulled it up on the old uh, computer, like put in the key card. And yeah. it, this was the first thing that came up because it was. And a they were space. like, "Oh yeah, this thing." Yeah, yeah because like course, the yeah. other thing is relaxing to listen to, and this is actually not relaxing. This is very scary. Yeah, this well, is a very creepy song. It's, it's like it's too. It's not ambient. I would say absolutely no. not. But honestly, the the actual Twin Peaks soundtrack is one of the best things to listen to if you want to get into a calm mood. It's fantastic. It's yeah. beautiful. So like that would make sense in this album, I think. Even though it's still a weird choice because David Lynch's whole deal is that like your suburban life should unsettle you. Yeah, so fascinating. So maybe maybe it's like small. Maybe it's like commentary on this. Or um, what? What if David Lynch was just like you cannot have my favorite. You can't have the Twin Peaks, and there he was. He was making commentary of the comment. Oh, he did used to give the local weather every day. So true to his fans. You could just like log on his website. He'd just be like, "It's raining." Yeah. <laughs> He's a delightful weirdo. That's like David Sedaris has a uh, has a has a garbage truck named after him because he's he's just a polite citizen who picks up trash, and they oh, didn't they realize who him. he was, so they oh, named him trash. That's that's so amazing. <laughs> truck after him. Oh, you know uh, that Amy's jealous. <laughs> oh my god, that would be something that would make her jealous. Um, 
So I called this one a something for the dads, not because I think David Lynch is for men, because I don't think it is, mm-hmm. but I think this particular song is incredibly masculine sounding. It's like, to me, it sounds like a smoky jazz club full of like red meat and martinis. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it has, and it's weird in this particular thing, because I think Lynch's whole deal is like seedy Americana unmoored from space and time. It's weird. It's just a weird thing. So it's like doesn't fit something for yeah. the dads and something I, that shouldn't be for the dads. I would agree. I, I would it's actually just uh, interesting historical facts kind of around that. Um, so the film is widely disliked by American audiences or not appreciated. That's it might be a better way to put that. Um, but in Japan, particularly amongst Jap- Japanese young Japanese women, this was a huge hit. They loved it, and um, it was. I read somewhere. Fire walk with me. Yeah, fire walk with me specifically, and I think it was it was postulated somewhere that. Um, Young Japanese women who felt sort of oppressed by the the, the their role in their society in, in the early '90s, at the very least, really related to Laura Palmer as a character. Oh, so and, they liked and, it better because she's alive in this one. Yeah, because she's she's like um, she's not wrapped in plastic. <laughs> exactly. Yet. So again, that's something I didn't get the chance to dig into more, but I found very fascinating that this sort of you know it is interesting. Yeah, I don't think Pure Moods knows what Twin Peaks is. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> it's it is the last uh, song they mention on the ad, but again, it is the theme from Twin Peaks, not the theme from Twin Peaks Firewalk with Me. So, which is what it is. Very fascinating. Um, category. I just <clears throat> called it a jail jail cell closing. Not yeah. the most famous version of it. That is absolutely true. Um, I touched back on my categories from last time again and went with um, uh, because again one of the themes here was that uh, moms being really into things that were scary, but also having lived lives as mothers that made them immune to certain fears. Uh, I went with uh, having seen too much vomit to be afraid of pe- to be afraid of pea soup. But I think Kelly gets this one. I That's, agree. That was spot on. Thanks, guys. Okay, so uh, hopping further along, not a theme to anything. Thank God. Finally, but simply the song Makambo uh, by the exiled Ugandan artist Jeffrey Oriyama. Uh, it sounds a lot like uh, the Life Aquatic soundtrack. To me. Uh, I mean, yeah. I know it's like a totally different, but I guess it sounds yeah. like it sounds like a person singing Simon and Garfunkel in another language with the stylings of classic trimmings oh, yeah. of that song applied to it. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's it good, sounds, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it sounds like dreamy pop to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it sounds to me like a song that is frankly way better than it has any than than it should be for this particular context. Like this is a, a lot of people agreed with you who know a lot about music. Yeah, this song is this is first off this is a very truly beautiful song. Great song. Um, some background on it. It was a uh, written and com- written and performed by Jeffrey Oriyama, who uh, was originally from Uganda. Uh, his father he he actually he escaped the country uh, as a result of the uh, the dictatorial rule of Idi Amin. Uh, Idi Amin actually had his father assassinated, or his father was assassinated uh, during Idi Amin's uh, rule, and he escaped. Um, or Oriyama, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Oriyama escaped the country um, in 1977. So I mean, again, like the the songs are largely about Uganda on this on this album that came out, which was actually called Exile, appropriately enough, and it was produced by Brian Eno, which is incredibly legitimate. This is again, this is the example of a Western artist doing world music right. Brian Eno, of course, um, Brian Eno actually in many instances was really good about uh, finding sort of things that might not get a lot of attention and giving them attention, both in terms of world music uh, and money. And right? mo- yeah, and I mean, he actually yeah. he 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 produced this, he released this. Um, he also uh, did. He put the spotlight on the the no wave music scene in New York in the early eighties. The, the the scene that was too that was like more extreme than punk and quite fantastic. Um, and it has this long history of actually being a good sort of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Person who can promoter be, promoter. Um, 
guide to sort Ally. of obs- yeah someone who's Ally. actually helpful and so that's fantastic and also uh, Peter freaking Gabriel uh, <laughs> pl- provided backing vocals on uh, two of the tracks on this too another great European musician who actually uh, pays proper homage to sources in world music and did great things so this is really like I- I'm going to actually go ahead and say this is probably the best out al- this song on this compilation on this half of it or are you thinking I would say the entire it? thing frankly it's 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 actually what you would expect a world oh, music new age compilation yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah. It's not, no one is being taken advantage of. It is a proper venue for someone to express themselves artistically to a broader audience than they would normally uh, with the aid of people who are good at doing that. And it's beautiful. Like, it's it's truly gorgeous song worth listening to. And also, I'm going to like anything that has Brian Eno attached to it. So that's just, that's just my taste. But yeah, um, yeah, what do you guys think? I, I've had some strong opinions very positively. What are your... Hated it. Hated it. No. Awful. Uh, they went to the to the big chalkboard and they saw Africa and they did check. <laughs> oh, that is kind of that is actually a really good point. This is the African. Well, side. everything else yeah. is like sort of like touch Africa adjacent. Yeah, yeah. yeah elements yeah. of Africa, but yeah, this is the most. I I love I do love this song. Like genuinely lo- like yeah. it a lot. Um, I think it would have been better if it weren't mixed up in so many instrumentals. Agree. Yeah. I feel like the the I feel like a major sophomore slump with the second it kinda, half. It kind of gets lost in terms right? of like energy. I feel like if I had heard this, even with like the more wacky stuff in part one, it would have made me appreciate its beauty. But I'm so yeah. sleepy after Fire Walk with me that I'm just like kind of like and days. scared. Yeah, <laughs> scared. Yeah, that it's just like it's. A, I I wish it. I feel like it. It was done dirty in this yeah, compilation. It, it's definitely like this. This should be like the second track or the third track after it. Yeah. It was done you know dirty I mean? by being put on this compilation. That's true. That's true. That's too. true. So. Um. Yes. Yeah, they should bump Jean-Michel Jarret or flip Jean-Michel Jarret's oxygen with this. They should have at least yeah. like like they should have had a, a more the X-Files of a, theme. It should have been. Yeah, this is probably more out. relevant than the X-Files theme. Yeah, no remix. they should have paranormal had, remix. They should yes. have had more undulation of mood throughout this. I yeah. feel like we just kind of like we we like amp up and then there's like a really long cooldown. They're really, I mean, they shouldn't they, for, to be pure mood. There shouldn't be much undulation. It should be pure. Like a pure, consistent mood. Just put you in one mood. One yeah, mood. That's it. What well, if they is, wanted to do, if they wanted to do that, they would have just put out tubular bells for thirty minutes. <laughs> they would have <laughs> put the full thing, full the length. full thing on. No, no, no cuts, no adulteration. Um, yeah. So, what do you guys have for categories for this? Um, I focus. This is my my piece that goes with the uh, burning down the Laos uh, category, oh, yeah. except. Right, so I have to tailor it to the location this is from, as well as uh, Brian Eno. So I went to his Roxy Music uh, hits. Hell yeah! <laughs> and um, and I landed on this category, which is Uganorama, <laughs> as opposed to Pajama Rama. <laughs> uh, nice, excellent, smooth, cool reference. Oh, yes, nice. I called it a hook with a heart of gold. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back to the uh, the non the flipping the colonial mentality to uh, wine fridge in your man cave. I think once again Mary has to take this one because I was all right. Man. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Mary's like I was going to give it to you. Fine, I was. But oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I mean, mine's okay, but I think yours. Um, I'm just a big Roxy music fan. I appreciate the reference. <laughs> all right. Um, and we're just flying along here to the next track on our list. My wife with champagne shoulders. Does this guy hate his wife? 
Also, I what wonder, does what does a champagne shoulder mean? It feels like a euphemism for something that I, that you wouldn't want to brag champagne about. Shoulders. Hold yeah. on. Um, Christ, what a boring song. Jesus, I'm so sorry. Like, I know it just really highlights the extent to which they should have just stopped at Macumbo and, and let that be the final note. That would have been fantastic because really... Well, yeah. I'm rather fond of the last oh, try. Actually, that's true. That's I'm true. rather fond of that. They should have but... let Macumbo be the sort of penultimate um, yes. song on, um, the, on the list and then ended where they ended it. But My Life of the Champagne Shoulders by, uh, by, Mike, uh, by Mark Isham. Um, so the the it, it's off an album again. I didn't find much about the actual song. The song itself is actually not on Spotify. This is the only song I couldn't find for the Spotify playlist. I understand. Together. Spotify was like, we can miss this one. This is not worth yes. our time, our bandwidth. Um, it's from an album called Castalia, which is a reference to a mythical spring called Castalia on Mount Parnassus in Greece. Hmm. Hmm, that's it. Um, but yeah, this is this is. I, Rarely do I have something here, find something I have no opinion on, but like this, it just, it's so devoid of presence and of purpose. And again, if I was this guy's wife, I'd be furious. <laughs> this is so insulting. Do you want to go right into your category? I um, have like nothing to say I have about nothing. this. Yeah, it's not let's, at all let's, interesting. Let's spend the amount of time appropriately that is appropriate for my wife with champagne shoulders. My category was a quite simple Bubbles in the bath, bubbles in the glass. Because this is the kind of song that's so boring, it's only purpose we get to listen to in the background while you're relaxing in a bubble bath with some champagne. Although, conversely, if you're in a bathtub, you're really listening to the music, so it should be good. And also, like, this might put you to sleep and drown you. Yeah. This is dangerous. This is a dangerous song, Mark. Um, (laughs) I did a lot of scientific research for this particular (laughs) category, and it took me a long time. Yeah. But what I landed at, this is a gas giant, which I'm now just seeing is funny because it's champagne shoulders, so it's a gassy wine, too. Um, I call this a gas giant. You guys are familiar with the uh, joke about the restaurant on the moon? Have you been to the restaurant on the moon? No. No. Well... You can go. The food's really good, but there's no atmosphere. (laughs) The opposite of that is a gas giant. Too much atmosphere, but nothing to land on. Oh, okay. Nice. Also, I've never heard of champagne referred to as wine with gas, but that's how I'm going to exclusively refer to a gassy wine. You open it, it farts. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes violently. (laughs) Uh, I think that the phrase champagne shoulders is a sexual uh, innuendo of some kind. Mm. I don't know that for sure. But doesn't it kind of sound like, oh, look at her champagne shoulders? Yeah, if someone described, if someone used that phrase in conversation, I'd I'd, I'd feel compelled to slap him in the face. Yeah. I would assume it's nothing good. Yes. So I just called it, if you see gamey. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um... Mary gets it. Fart Stop wine. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Fart no. wine. Fart like, wine. Mary gets gassy wine. Pretend that this is a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the gassy You're welcome wine for that moon joke, too. It's a good one. It's a great one. Great one. Um, <laughs> Spread so, it around, guys. Hopping briskly away from My Wife with Champagne Shoulders. Um, the next track on our list is The Promise from the original motion picture soundtrack. But luckily, they didn't call, didn't go with the theme from on this yeah. one. They went with the, uh, the promise from the soundtrack to the film The Piano from So um, this is, as I mentioned, a song from the soundtrack to the film The Piano. Kelly, what's uh, what's that film about? It is a drama film about a mute piano player and her daughter set in the mid-19th century in a rainy, muddy frontier backwater town on the west coast of New Zealand. Somebody had opinions on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Also, who doesn't know what that's like? Wait, being a mute with a piano in a bog in New Zealand? (laughs) You know, when you said bog, it was like a rainy, muddy, I was like, oh, it could be anywhere. But then you said New Zealand. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I get it. Oh. I was like, That's oh, a- well, time and place. Yeah, yep, very upset. Snaps me right to a, to a common human also, experience. The, there was almost certainly a frontier for New Zealand, but it's not that big of an island. No. Also, New Zealand wasn't like a hot destination for travel at this point, right? Unless you were a mute pianist. Big population. Big of, population. Yeah. 
Um, Cap- piano capital of uh, the South Pacific. So it's basically about uh, the musician's passion for playing the piano and her efforts to regain her piano after it's sold. It's Anna Paquin's oh. first acting. Is she the oh. daughter? Yeah. Holly Hunter being the mom. Yeah, this is a movie I remember hearing a lot about when I was a kid for some reason. It's like, it's like you know, I'm sure you must hear a lot about um, Oscar winners now. I don't know. But I, I never saw it or I never like... I imagine that's uh, how kids feel about Schindler's List until they actually see it. Yeah. It's you like know it's thing. important, but like, and you kind of know what it's about, but you probably don't really understand Yeah. It exists in my it. memory, but I've never seen it. I forgot. Uh, uh, she got, they all got Oscars for it, mm. basically. Uh, Holly Hunter and Anna Paquin got good for Oscars. Them. Well, she was 11. Second youngest actor to ever win an Oscar. Damn. Um, yeah, probably the youngest at the time because wasn't it Quavonzane, uh I forget her last name. No idea. Yeah, the one from uh, I don't know if she actually won. The Southern Wild. Did she win? I think she won. Mm-hmm. She was nominated, but I don't know if she won or not. Yeah. Uh, we got, so uh, the album uh, The album was uh, was nominated for Golden Globe uh, for Best Winter Score but did not win and I believe it's it was also nominated but lost the BAFTA for original score to uh, Schindler's the score from Schindler's List. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Um Yeah. Again, I mean, this is this is pretty, the recurring the yeah. recurring theme for half, the second half of this the CD. It's it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's award-winning. It's a Manhattan clam shouter. It's a Manhattan clam shouter. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I went with uh bubbles in the bath, bubbles in the glass cuz it felt like a very like gentle like ah, like relaxing from a long day of being around people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was more to say about it, but yeah. uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I called it a Dick Wolf cash register sound mm. because hearing it, it was the same with you, Mary, that I did not know that that's, this is what it was from. I heard it and I was like, this is very familiar. And it wasn't until I searched it that I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. The piano. Yeah. Piano. I can see that because I think, again, like this is defined by being a theme from a film. It just, yeah. They just had the audacity not to label it as theme, the theme from, from the piano like they do with all the other instances of that. The promise. The promise. Um. So, yeah, that was the – that was – should note the second to last item on our list, but oh, boy. Did, oh, did you – did I get it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Kelly gets it. Andrew decided for you, Mary. Yeah. No, I think you said yeah, – right, hey. right. Um. So, guys – we powered through that list. Wow. Because we're at the last one. There's just not as much meat as the first half, I would say. Not a lot of meat on this bone. But mm-hmm. man, the last course. Mm-hmm. Let me oh, tell you. Leave us on a nice final bite. I, I really, I feel like they kind of phoned in a lot of the last half of this this compilation. And I don't, I'm not going to say that they didn't phone in the last bit, but if they did, they phoned it in in the most spectacular, kind of boring, kind of phenomenal <laughs> Well, they way phoned it in. They saxophoned it in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that worked. Uh, Tommy. That's right. The last track is Lily Was Here, a single released in 1989 by David A. Smith, uh, formerly of the Eurythmics, and uh, the the uh, recording debut of saxophonist Candy Dolfer. album this was on oh hell yeah i did oh hell yeah i did so this is some background before we get to that though so um as i as oh. i mentioned um oh my as i mentioned this was a uh, this is a song recorded by david a smith of the eurythmics the guy who was the other guy who was not annie lennox oh. slash the guy from the eurythmics um and sex one is candy dulfer um so dulfer had not previously released any any from a show she was a saxophonist she um she played it quite well as the song I think makes clear um, and David A. Stewart invited her to play along now this one success, assumes he can actually play the guitar well it's hard to tell 
Not, no, he's not necessarily showcasing no, God, himself. God no, God no. No. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the single became very successful. This is from the soundtrack to a Dutch film uh, that believe translates to The Cashier. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because huh. Dutch is hard. Um, How many J's are in it? This was in a movie too? This was in yeah, a movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh my this God. is the theme to a movie, but again, they didn't call it the theme from. Thank goodness. Uh, theme from. Was the main character named Lily? I One assumes. One the, assumes. De Cassier. I'm yeah. guessing going to stumble through there. Oh, um, yeah. So this song is actually very popular, despite being this song. And um, and it inspired Candy to uh, finally record and release an album of from music. As Kelly alluded to, that album has a fantastic name. That name is, of course, Sexuality. Sexuality. <sighs> sexuality. So good. So good. Such a good pun. Such a good pun. <laughs> Game recognized game. Game recognized yeah. game. Yeah. Oh my god. So let's talk about the song. I um she categorical oracled herself. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> like if if she had not gotten into it first, that would clearly be the category for this song. Hands down. Mm-hmm. It would win. So Candy, congratulations. If we gave out awards for getting the right category, you'd get you one. Got it. Um Man, yeah, this song is amazing because I feel like so. This is what you know how. And again, I hope not to be the butt of your joke here. You know how, like, um, particularly in the '90s, a lot of female cynic comedians made jokes about uh, poor men's sexual performance, like how men just aren't, aren't into it; they're they're bad. Any joke about a man being bad at sex—that is the representation of that as a song. Because David A. Stewart's guitar playing is just so ineffectual. It's just like. It's like clearly yeah. to be like a duet between these two that's kind of got a lot of energy and chemistry and charisma. He comes out. He's standing stock still. Stock still on like the hollowest, worst sounding acoustic guitar. Well, did you read into it? So this was actually a jam session. Oh. That they recorded. They were just like dicking around. So he was playing like the bass and she was the basic line she was supposed to copy and then and add frills. Yeah, which is what happens. But if again, like I again I'm not a musician, I shouldn't talk shit. Yeah. But it is really funny to hear this such a deeply ineffectual guitar lick followed by the most passionate <laughs> erotic sounding Sexuality. saxophone the most sexually intense sound you've ever heard going back and forth and it is just it is uh, I, I literally like I, every time I hear the song I start laughing but also I kind of love it but also it's terrible it, it's it's this is not a pure mood this is a very this mixed is, mood this is, this is a mixed this mood, is yeah. the room of this album. yeah <laughs> it's so bad it's pretty good yeah, yeah and i don't know what and to it was made with a lot of heart and it's it's like the, the it's it sounds simultaneously so it everything about this sounds deeply generic to me again i, I apologize for my lack of uh, i don't know i have no words to articulate why but like if you talk about like he would explain this to an alien what like the saxophone sounded like but not in like a good way You're like yeah this is kind of what it's like like it's like and I like and again i don't mean i do not mean that to to disparage this is what Dolphins, this frankly, is what jeremy irons would be playing on top of the uh, waterfall exactly. being a saxophone <laughs> in the mission and it and everything would have turned out great because it's it's they like liked it too because they like, thought a nobo was cool oh my god they have no idea obsessed. but um yeah again like phenomenal sax playing very mediocre guitar playing come together into a very hilarious kind of erotic song <laughs> thoughts I, I know it's terrible but I still do kind of love it oh yeah, no, no, yeah, it's absolutely. Great. I, I absolutely good. love the song I, I, I don't know again like, it, it makes just, me laugh I don't know if I should be embarrassed for liking the song no nah. but I don't I do and I'm not but I am it's listenable. It's I mean, it's like the room. It's it's highly consumable. It's kind of it's it's genius it's not, in that respect. It's not like it's not the most amazing. No, no, no. And I don't think that the people who made it are in on how funny it is. Yes. Oh God, no. But they can pretend like they are, but we we, we know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. I think it was made very genuinely. Yeah. Um, I bet that this was more interesting. Knowing it's a jam session, I bet this was more fun to watch them do live. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Like all these yeah. things are like that. Yeah. I can't uh, wait to see Anya live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my ticket and sail away right now. <laughs> um, it's just amazing, though. So amazing. Like, this is like when you are flipping through the channels and land on, like, the PBS live music show that pops up. You're like, oh, this. It, that's what this is like. You're like, yep. oh, hmm, okay. Someone really playing an instrument with incredible talent, but, like, no, in a way that is deeply uncool, but kind of cool. It's an enigma. This 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 is an enigma. This is actually an, hey 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 the band enigma. This is actually an enigma. 
Um, Take note. So I missed that her album was called Sexuality. Oh, so my no. my category is less clever than I hoped it was going to be. Oh, no. But that's okay, because I still like it, and I think it still works. But to me, this is a sound of two people working at something that desperately needs to be released. So I called it Tantric Sex. <laughs> No, still it's good. So, it's so good. So That's good. so fantastic. So thank good. You. Thank, thank you. I called it a hook with a heart of gold. That's Aww. good, too. That's good. Um, I call this, uh, call back to the last episode again with the uh, Sadness, the other very sexy song, um, sending the kids off to summer camp. Because you crank this shit as soon as that door closes. Um, I, I I know, Mary. You came down in your category. I think that that I think it that's, that's it. That's got to be it. Was it because I negged my category? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, I think there's a nuance to it. It's not just sexuality. It's, you learned it's, that. There's something. There's a tension here that needs to be released. But like they could they could keep jamming like this for for ten hours. I think they could. He is yeah. not playing the guitar that hard. It is not that exhausting, and she clearly has the skill to do it. Yeah. So she can play the sax for hours. Yeah. Um, Tantric sax. Tantric sax. Beautiful. Tantric sax. Well, guys, uh, we did it twice. Woo, Speaking boom, of tantric sax. <laughs> Sorry, it's not even Now true. take your money. Uh, we did it twice. Woo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, like my little MIA yeah, joke there. She got me. It was good. Oh, nice. Um, and here we are at the end of the list, at the end of the album. Um, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> As always. Thank you for joining us uh, for ideally both episodes. Um, if you not should at back, least come back for the first half yeah, because those songs are better. much more interesting. Um, we will share out the link to the Spotify playlist that I put together, which has all of these songs, uh, except, of course, for uh, My, my Wife with Champagne, champagne Shoulders, which, which you're not missing out on. Yeah, you yeah, can look it up on YouTube, it. but don't, don't worry, worry about it. If you want to take a nap. So, um so thank you again for checking us out uh, as a quick reminder though you probably already know this since you're listening to the show you can find us at uh, Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play really anywhere uh, podcasts can be found and uh, when you find us there please leave a rating and maybe even a review um, other than that thanks guys and once again see you next time bye, bye. Outrageous.